so yeah, that's why that's why real estate is the best. That's the best. There's nothing else like it. Yeah. No, I could totally see that. Like, <laughs> really. You, yeah, with everything that you explained, I'm not going to go over all these points now. But. Well, that being said, I think it's time to um, welcome everybody back. To episode number... Trippin' Bigly. Episode... Number... Is it eight or nine? Ten. Ten? Oh, shit. Wow. Okay. I'm really starting to like this, like, little jam. I've always liked it. I like this little jam. Baba Black Sheep. Lamb Chomp. Sheep. Mm. Lamb Chop Chop. <laughs> chop Chop, Kaya. Uh, good news, viewership's up, or listenership. People are listening to the show more. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, if you're hearing this, thank you. For tuning in. And- we are just doing this for love, for love. I mean, I guess. And, to like, it's our ledger in the collective history of our time it's like just like our little digital audio ledger because you know we don't ask for any money from anybody we're not like oh you can donate to our patreon um there's no ads no product placement you know it's like ashton kutcher said in that film yesterday that your voice is like this recording in history what you leave like all you have is it you know a proof of your existence. Vengeance. Freaking good. Solid film. movie. Go watch it. Shout out to BJ Novak. Yeah. I think BJ Novak? I don't know. Novak for sure. I don't know if BJ is the first name. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. BJ Novak, yeah. Shout out to BJ. And shout out to BJ's. <laughs> Shouting out. BJ. Um, and shout out to Ashton Kutcher. I was just side note. Ashton Kutcher looks like he hasn't aged in like a decade somehow. He looked good in that film. I was like, wait a second. How old is he? <laughs> how old is he? You want to know? Does yeah. it matter? Yeah. Hey, Google. Know. How old is Ashton Kutcher? Google's tripping bigly. <laughs> hey, Google. How old is Ashton Kutcher? Here's a result from search. Mm, oh, he's 45. What? He looked so good. No way. I thought, yeah, exactly. See, this is what I mean. Like, I know he was like, so like, like he's been around for so long. Did you see his skin? Yeah, but I mean, oh, I, I mean, he's probably getting a bunch of spa treatments I mean, and surgeries. Could just be makeup. What do you mean? They can yeah, literally no. make people like like werewolves. You think they can't make people like? No, look I young? know, but like celebrities do get like the best treatments just because they need to look good on screen. You can only do so much with makeup if your skin is like not in good condition. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean yeah, if they want to, or they could just get fucking strung out and eat too many steaks, <laughs> just end up saggy faced. Is that what happens when you eat too many steaks? I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> no way, like, like, what are you doing? Searching up Ashton Kutcher. Really? You're just searching Ashton Kutcher while we're ha- trying to have a show? I mean, I'm still a part of the show. I just wanted to see a, a, a recent photo of him, but I guess it doesn't really matter. I don't know, whatever. Anyways. What the fuck? <laughs> And that's like you being like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just looking at photos. What do you mean? We were just talking about Ashton Kutcher and I just wanted to see his skin. Ashton Kutcher's just looking, just looking at Ashton Kutcher's skin. Yeah. Just his skin. What? Just his skin. I wanted to know. I'm like, what's what's going on? What is going on? Maybe he had a facelift. That's very popular. He could have. Yeah. That film was good. It was good social commentary yeah. on like the collective point that we are in our existence right now yeah yeah it was pretty good explored a lot of aspects yeah i was i was pretty impressed honestly with everything 
and the character development it's pretty fucking solid I did not expect that from a 20 did it just come out recently it's 2022 wow it still it still feels like 2022 I mean it's only been like two months we're almost we're almost we're in March now now yes it's a while wow March already well tomorrow yeah Tomorrow's March. All right, should we start with some headlines? Sure. We yeah, do that, actually. Right? It's been a while since I looked at the news. I didn't want to. I mean, news. Didn't want to risk depressing myself. <laughs> Dude, news is like. All right, let's see. Google News. Headlines. Here we go. <sighs> really? Top story. Lab leak report energizes republican covid probes why do they have to make covid like political like seriously i don't know i can't believe covid is still a thing to be honest with you (laughs) cc oh my god look at this news the CCP, which is the Chinese Communist Party government, intentionally released COVID-19 all over the world, Chinese virologist says. What? No way. Dude, I've been... People that listen to my OG no, podcast... No, I mean, like, I kind stream, of had a feeling about this, but I never thought it would be in the news. I never thought this... in the fucking news. Wow. This is, uh... Here you go. We're gonna play this. As we told you, Li Mengyang was one of the first people to tell the truth in the United States. A great personal cost. She was there. She joins us now. Doctor, thank you so much for coming on. You said three years ago that you believed that this virus was intentionally released by the government you once worked for, the government of China. Today, we're hearing in this leak to the Wall Street Journal that it was accidental. Do you believe this leak was accidental or intentional? Hi, Tucker. Thank you for having me again. First, I really want to appreciate you and also... Get to the point, lady. ...taking so much effort pursuing the truth of COVID origin. Without your help, there won't be such milestone achievement. And I want to tell, of course, it was not an accident. And maybe for people who don't have this kind of biosafety lab three or four uh, experience on... Okay, well, basically, I've heard enough. Yep, Lab Leak told everyone that two years ago. It's pretty freaking obvious. I just don't know why there was I a I think a lot button. of people were suspecting that, but, like, the fact that this lady is now saying this openly to the whole world is crazy. <laughs> Dude. she. I feel like she's going to be hunted down. Well, oh she's in God. the U.S. now. I mean, she could oh, be yeah, a double maybe. agent. Maybe. We know. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? But, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the Chinese, first of all, people don't, a lot of people don't understand about the Chinese. I used to live in China. Mm. It's a very, like, passive culture. So, you know, people think, of, like, oh, the Chinese taking over. I think they're going to do it, like, loud, and they're going to fucking fly planes and drop bombs and do, like, shock and awe, like Bush did in Iraq and all this, like, oh, like, we're going to conquer. No, no, no. China's quiet, careful, persistent, meticulous. And biological warfare is perfect for quiet, consistent, and meticulous. Plus, it's like very frugal. Like they say that Chinese are the Jews of the East, like the Jews of Asia, basically. Yeah. And you know they they're very like you know good with business and like really like look at the numbers. And um, I mean the value on biological weapons is i mean you don't have to spend money on a single bullet viruses spread themselves so it's it doesn't cost any money you can spread it to millions of people it doesn't cost any money to spread and, and, then, co- they, and then they make money off the vaccines oh my god Dude, <laughs> it's a perfect china, plan it's a perfect china, it's the china, perfect plan china literally like they 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 pay how they spend however much in Africa to like get Africa's resources every year, and like last year, they deducted like one point two billion dollars from what they paid Africa because they paid them in vaccines and charged them retail price for the Chinese vaccines, Sinovax, and like Sinovax only lasts three months anyways. It's like a fucking 
Wow. Shitty bags. And they just like ripped off Africa. It's like, oh, that's nice. Um, so, you know, biological, it's very cost, you know, cost effective. It costs zero money to put out there. It just, you put the virus in a, in a market. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, it came from the wet market. Look, it probably came. It's like, yeah, it probably was like leaked out of the lab and put at the wet market. Mm-hmm. Like, duh. Like, I just put it across the street. It's like, it's like when people like illegally dump their trash. It's like they don't have trash service. They just like walk mm-hmm. the bag of trash across the street, set it there. It's like, that's kind of what they did with the virus. Like, oh, we're just going to put it over here on the other side and let it spread. And it yeah. cost. It was like one of the worst financial disasters in the history of planners. It cost billions of dollars in healthcare costs and lost wages and i mean it completely changed the world in a way that so quickly that i don't think like has, has the world ever had such a huge shift like this before i mean Re- like recorded probably in different forms yeah yes but like not, not 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 in like a modern setting that has been recorded like this too also and the ironic thing is is the funding from the for the wuhan for for the this this strain of coronavirus came from funding from the NIH, which is the National Institute of Health, which is a branch of the United States government research facility. Mm-hmm. So the U.S. paid money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology to, to develop this vaccine, and then China fucking threw it all back in everyone's faces. Wow. It's insane. So, like, I mean, that's not even news, but I guess it's news that they're admitting it. But they're also admitting a lot of stuff. 2023 seems like the year that, like, all the mainstream media, media finally admits that all of the things that the conspiracy theorists were saying are true. Like, this is, like, the year that they're, like, announcing all these UFOs everywhere. Like, yeah, it's like, what? It's just like, what? I feel like they, like, almost feel like they don't need to hide it anymore. They're like, well, people are just going to accept this stuff now. So, eh. I don't know. Dude, the... The headlines are pretty, like, not very... So that's the only big headline today. The other one is that uh, the Supreme Court... Um, 26 million student loan forgiveness application could be declined by the Supreme Court. Now, let me tell you why this is bullshit. Mm. It's because... Like, this other article... Because the other article is like, Supreme Court's conservatives question Biden's debt forgiveness plan. So they're basically like blaming the media is blaming the conservative Supreme Court judges for Biden's student forgiveness plan. But Biden's student forgiveness plan, he's only saying he'll forgive up to up to maximum amount ten thousand dollars. Oh okay. That- and most people have thirty to a hundred thousand dollars in student debts. And he's mm-hmm. like up to ten thousand. So, so most people get like a few thousand dollars. Yeah. And that's he's only doing that to try and like appease the former like Bernie Sanders supporters who were just like, we're gonna forgive student debt. Like all point, students point getting forgiven yeah, yeah, because yeah. this is a scam. Mm-hmm. And Brian's like, Oh yeah, yeah, no, like I'm gonna I'll see if you vote for me, I'll support too. And it's just like such bullshit because like the media is now saying it's like the media is like making Biden look like, yeah, student forgive debt forgiveness plan. And it's the conservative like Republican court that's stopping. And it's like, dude, it's only 10 grand maximum mm-hmm. for students. It's not even forgiveness. It's like a little bit of temporary relief. It's like, yeah, it's like insulting. Really? It's not real forgiveness. And then they're just going to say, oh, well, Everyone's got debt because of the Republicans. It's the conservatives, judges, because they wouldn't let the debt relief bill pass. It's like, dude, come on. Like, come on. Those are the two headlines. Not much else going on. Um, At least in the news. Yeah, in the news. Um, Yeah, but what about you? What's going on with you? How how are you? Bless you. Huh. How you just got back from a from a trip that was very stressful for me. How did, how was it for you? You can leave out details well, or you can talk about um, it. Um the start of the trip went pretty well. I went to a pretty cool 
I don't even know if I would call it a festival or an event, or an event but uh, it was called Love Burn. Some of you may or may not know it. It's a, like a mini burner event that happens in Miami. Um, every year. Anyways, uh, that was like amazing and beyond anything what that I, I, I had expected of it. Like, I feel like I healed like a lot of my traumas. It was kind of like a year's worth of therapy condensed in three days, surrounded by magical people, magical experiences, magical art, and just like all around amazing energy. Stuff that you just have in your dreams, uh, but in the real world, literally. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think everyone should attend uh, something like this at some point in their lives. Kind of wants, wants wants to make me go to Burning Man next year in August. Oh, Burning Man's the big daddy. Yeah, it's like it's like a hundred times bigger. I hear. Yeah, probably like it's like eighty thousand people. Yeah, I'm not into it. Really? It's just like dry. I think I think dusty. you prefer the like Miami one because it was like five to eight thousand people, which is like much more manageable. Um, and it wasn't like dry and dusty. No, it was not. And the toilet, like the porta potties, were relatively clean. Like it was, it was pretty solid. People were, a lot of people were saying it was their best burn ever. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just like at the point in my life where I'm just too philosophical for my own good. Like I'll go to an event and just be like, "What? What am I doing here?" Honestly, me too. But this was like, this was not. This was like completely something else, really. Yeah, I suppose it's good for, like, it's good. It's good for, like, it's good for, like, three days. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a good, like, thing to, like, you know, go and meet people and be in this environment, you know? So, I guess, like, that's, um, you know, that's a good thing, right? You know? Yeah. Um. You know, so I suppose that that's... What are you doing? It's the wrong way. This is down, which means... Are you sure? Yeah, the hole is this way. Try. Yeah. Oh. Weird. Weird. Um. <laughs> but I guess, like, you know, that's, that's, that's my personal perspective, but, like, generally speaking... It, Seems like a really good event, especially for people who, you know, are like evolving or changing or, you know, even just want to like be, you know, in an experience collectively with others and, you know, feel liberated, I'll bet temporarily, you know? Honestly, I think there's just, there's just so much there, like people really take their most desired fantasies and create them in a bad way or a good way in a good way like like that that gummy sushi restaurant you know there was literal menus like there's menus and like how to make your own little sushi and with little gummies i guess that's a good example too because the gummy sushi kind of like for me it's like oh it's like this kind of like cheap but cute version of something like really healthy and like real honestly it was just so yeah like Like you got to see everybody's creativity and people got so creative like genuinely creative you know how a lot of the times people these days especially are afraid to be creative because because creativity isn't like a defined sort of thing it's so fluid it's so like creativity could really run wild and people ran wild with it there but it was like in a good way like new day's eve for instance that one camp i love new year's and it was like new year's every day they pour you champagne yeah anyways and there's like a bunch of cool camps like this like like just do awesome Mm. awesome stuff anyways yeah that was cool. Florida itself, though, I don't know. Like, not really a huge 
Then of Miami, people there aren't really my my kind of people. I would say the city kind of smells weird too. Yeah, I mean their sewage system is at zero feet. Above yeah, especially like South Beach area is like it smells really weird. It's just like ultra treated sewage because there's no and it's pretty humid like i don't yeah yeah. nothing like things never dry out like it's just i give florida 50 years until it's underwater i think it's like i think they say 20 years really oh man hey google how long will it be before miami is underwater from scientific studies according to cbs news According to Dr. Winelsa's research, by the year 2060, nearly 60% of Miami-Dade County will be underwater. Now since the ice melt started, we're up to a rate of almost two feet per century, he says. Well, so how many years did you say? 50. Oh, so it's right in the middle. You said 50, I said what, 20 or 30? 20. Yeah, so by 2060, so like mm, oh God. 35 years. Get out of Florida. 37 years. <laughs> Yeah. But people were like, huh, 37, that's a long time. Florida just reminded me of like a less cool Columbia. Like Columbia, but take away the coolness and make it more expensive. It's got its strengths. It's just. No, yeah, it's got like, honestly, so like some of the restaurants there are super cool. Like there's a lot of cool stuff, really. Yes, I hear you. But it's like, Ugh. is it, is it like, like, you know, Ugh. there's just something about being at zero feet above sea level that just has this like weird sense of slow burning impending doom. Oh yeah. Like yeah. honestly. And also like, I'd just be worried if there's like a natural disaster being there. Like I wouldn't want to be there. <laughs> no. Oh no. I mean, they have hurricanes and stuff all the time. Yeah. It's also a kind of like a place. It's like a kind of a place where people kind of just end up like, if they're like Americans and like don't really want to leave America, but kind of want to like get far away, they just end up on this like peninsula <laughs> called Florida. Yeah. But it's weird too, because Florida got a really bad deal. It's like totally the whole state is zero feet above fleet f- sea level. Basically it's like maybe a foot or two max. And it's just like this little peninsula that extends out of America. And it's like, Anyone, like, looking at a map and, like, studying any data will obviously be like, oh, this whole place is going underwater. So it's kind of like a bad deal. There's like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Florida, you got this little, like, peninsula of impending floods. Yeah. Like, good luck. Does it flood there a lot? It already, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, yeah, yeah. It already floods a lot, but at least it still goes the water goes back to this ocean like mm. but yeah i mean i think there's like uh, hey hey google how often does miami flood and or have hurricanes according to a place under the palms hurricanes hit the miami area directly on average about every five years major hurricanes average around every 12 years the so, average- every few years you get a hurricane. Hey, Google, how often does Miami flood? According to Miami New Times, nowadays, the city of Miami Beach finds parts of itself underwater about eight times a year. In fact, a king tide, during which flooding is usually the worst, is expected for tomorrow. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, wow. Oh, well, uh, there you go. That's, uh... Wow. Yeah, so... It's a fucking bad deal. That's why I would never buy real estate there. I'm like, are you joking? Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. What? Like, that's why I was surprised. Like, um, when my mom told me that she like owned a place in Florida. There's like, no option was, for long term investment. Yeah, I was all. like, I was like, where are you? You own it in Florida? Why? <clears throat> of all places oh, yeah, i guess when your mom you know she was ever been the 80s or something you know no she bought it when my parents divorced which was like 2008 yeah i mean if she sold it now she'd make a lot of money it's in tampa is that a like everything went up this year I mean, really from, well this is the other thing about this is like one of the cool things about florida is like 
And I think it might have something to do with the fact that it's just like this long peninsula, like extended out of, you know, as a part of the United States. It's like, it sounds weird, but it's like, it's so conservative that it's like ultra liberal in the sense where it's like, you could just own a bunch of guns. You can have like, you can own alligators or tigers. You like, you know what I mean? You could just be like, you can basically be like a flaming homosexual, like a flaming gun-toting homosexual that owns a monkey and a striped tiger. And Floridians will just accept you. It's totally yeah. legal, and you're just do you're it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's all good, brother. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. right on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Florida's fucking nuts. Yeah, you can like date your cousin and like walk around with a rainbow. F- freaking jumpsuit you know what i mean and like smoke weed while you know this was honestly this energy there was kind of overwhelming for me just like i've never seen people so at home outside you know what i mean like people just make themselves at home anywhere they are and that's just like it's just i mean it's just strange i guess i don't know to me sounds comfy comfy but also like <laughs> it is weird how there's nothing in the fucking news this week and it's like there's nothing in the news what this are week. they hiding nobody paid them it's nothing the there's like nothing in the news week but yeah the same now we're like on the most insane times like ufos i feel like, like a lot of things are happening and just like not being documented massive war like lab lab leak confirmed like i mean that's just insane yeah <laughs> It's a weird time. I wonder what's going to happen with this story with the lab leak. Like, okay, now that we know this, what now? Dude, nobody cares. Nobody cares about anything. They announced yeah, UFOs are real. Like, and then Biden was like, we shot three of them down. And then they never recovered the wreckage. They never told people the wreckage were. And then the next week it was just like, all right, the Super Bowl or whatever. Like, what the fuck? Like, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody, uh, I haven't heard anyone care about anything in a while now. People are just so desensitized, I think. Just, like... Desensitized and out of it. Like, think about it. I, I, like... You know? Mm -hmm. When was the last time you heard someone be like, I really care about this? I'm not talking about, like, kind of, like, passive-aggressive outrage. I'm talking about, like, actual, like, care for something. Um... Yeah. Not in a while. I don't think people are really passionate about anything anymore, which is like, especially people in my generation, I feel like everyone is just so over it. It's, it's crazy to me. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm kind of one of these people too. So like, I get it, but also like, this is kind of concerning for, for us as a society. There's a certain, there's a certain Zen to it also though. Like there's a certain Zen to, you know, the idea of people existing without, you know, being overly, uh, you know, being like overly emotional about things or, you know, extra worked up. But I feel like that's what issues. keeps the world moving forward is like people caring about things. Cause when they care enough, that's when they, that's when they make changes. Cause when you don't care, you don't change. You're just like accepted and you, and you keep moving. You know what I mean? That's what people are doing. They're just like floating with the time. Dude, the world post COVID has never been, has not been the same at all. I mean, it's really fucked. Like it really feels like everything is falling apart and we are not the only ones who think that like this movie that we watched yesterday, Vengeance kind of like touched on that too. How like it feels like everything is coming to an end. I don't know. Well, it made me realize, like, oh, I'm not the only one thinking these thoughts, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's why I was like, when you left, like, I just wasn't even sure you were going to come back because it feels so much like any day could be the last day on Earth. And in fact, one day it will be. I'm not saying that's going to be tomorrow or today or any of that stuff, but. You know, one day it will be our last day on Earth, and everything has a beginning. One day our, our society will, you know, society you know, will cease to exist. 
So I was like, when you were gone, it was like this total like feeling of forever where like every moment that you were gone felt like it didn't matter where you were gone for like one day or like one year. It just felt like, you know, an endless. Yeah. It was just like, in, you know, and, uh, an undefined amount of time. Like it was just like an, an, an inconclusive amount of time. Like mm. just like, she's just gone. And if she comes back, oh, she's back. Mm. She's here. And if she's gone, she's just gone. And in a way, I mean, I guess psychologically speaking, that's the only way you can really look at it. Because if you look at it like if someone's gone, they're just gone. Even if they coming back at some point or they just left, you know, you don't really know when they're coming back unless they're actually there so when somebody's gone it's in a way like they're gone forever it's like you never were with them in a way because the present moment is all there really is the past is just a collection of memories the future is just a speculative speculative imaginative thing and that's Mm -hmm. like i hear what you're saying only through the belief in that is one able to really be present when somebody is there because if you're if you're with somebody, like if they're with you, like physically with you, like right now, and you're always thinking, well, you know, we just met, or you know, we just met last week, or last month, or last year, and you know, we're not going to be together forever, and one of us is going to die, or we're going to break up, or this thing's going to happen in the future, then you're not being genuine to the actual moment that you're in and therefore you're not actually with that person in the present moment so anybody who's really able to be with someone in a present moment is obviously going to feel like when that person is gone that they're not with them in that present moment because they're not because that person's not there so that moment exists without them the entire time that it they are without them and I, think I that's hear what you're thing. saying. Actually, yes, I, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I also feel like if you're gonna have this outlook on on things, then you cannot allow yourself to become so distressed when the person leaves because you're you've already accepted that this is how it is. Like, oh, when a person leaves, they leave. It's not the, like now in the present, they are not with me. So you cannot allow yourself to get distressed about it. You have to make peace with that fact. I mean, you can make peace with the fact and still be... Um, you know. Because normally people just be like, okay, you're leaving for this much time and you're going to come back. And then they don't, you know, they always have that feeling like, okay, and until, until for certain they realize that the person is not coming back, they don't stress themselves out. Okay. Let's say this. That's how I do things personally. Let's say this. Say I said to you, I'm going to go to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. For one week. Mm-hmm. Give me an extreme example because extremes are like easy for people to understand. And then people can find within that gray area of black and white where they, you know, where they sit based on their own perceptions. Say, say I'm going to Buenos Aires for a week. I say, Mm -hmm. Hey, okay, Lexi, I'm I'm going to Buenos Aires. I'll be back in one week. Mm -hmm. Let's say that week comes up. Hey, Lexi, Actually, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. You're like, oh, okay, right? That's, you still have a time frame mm-hmm. when I'm coming back. So it's still okay, right? Two weeks? Yeah, I mean, I, would obvi- I wouldn't just be like, oh, okay. I'd be like, okay, well, what's happening now? Now, let's say two weeks. Mm-hmm. I said, oh. Something came up. And I'll be gone for a month. 
Okay. Probably still, you would be like, well, that sucks, but, you know, he'll, he'll be back in a month, right? Yes. Now, let's say, in a month, I'm going to say, listen, it's going to be six months. Mm-hmm. And then it's a year, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. at that point, I'd be like, okay, what's going on? Right. Oh, oh, and then, but then I assure you, no, 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 busy. I'll be back in one year. Even if I come back in that one year or that six months or that three months or however much that time is, mm -hmm. me coming back will never replace the time apart ever. Yes. So really, whether it's one day or one year or whatever it is, time, you know the saying, time is only relative, right? Mm -hmm. So if time is only relative, and if all we truly have is the moment that we exist in now, then when you are separate from somebody, in a way... It's like they don't exist with you in any other way than in thought. Mm -hmm. Which is actually factually true. This is, yeah. So if someone truly exists in the moment and is truly present in their life and has a partner and that person is gone, then that time they are gone is open-ended mm -hmm. in a way it is everlasting until they are back together hmm. there is no they are not together they are apart so to say oh you shouldn't be this way you shouldn't be that way because one day this person is gonna come back is like saying no i didn't say you shouldn't i'm saying that's how most people view it Okay, so including me, to that's say how I view how it. How most personally. people view it, or I don't know most people, but like that's how I view things. I was just explaining my perspective, I'm not saying it's the right one. <laughs> yeah, so your perspective is as long as there's uh, the idea this person will return in a defined amount of time, then it's okay. Right. As long as I have an idea of what's going on and yeah, you know, I feel like I'm in the loop, then I'm not okay. going to stress out about okay. it. Okay. So my question to you is at what point is that time too much time to where you, f you would feel like you're not with that person, that you're waiting for them is longer than you can bear. Like at what point would you be like, Oh, I'm, I'm living my life without this person. This person is not here. We're not together. <clears throat> um, probably. Probably three months. Three months. All right. It's very, it's very exact. Well, I, I, yeah, so I'm three th months around like... three months, probably. Yeah. I'm just like thinking now let's say that three months was uncertain and it would be about three months and it depended on a bunch of factors completely out of your control i mean the factors are that's usually the case with anything you know you can't have control of everything yeah. Not even control everything, just not control of anything. Like complete, complete inability to fully understand, be aware, or have any influence on any of the things, right? Like, say I'm going on a boat to Antarctica, mm -hmm. and you know the weather's bad, and you know, like, the boat journey is not defined and um, I'll probably be back in about three months and it takes a long time to get messages you know to Antarctica and back 
and you would still be like, oh yeah, three months. I'm like you that that three months of time you wouldn't worry or stress out. You would just be like la di da, everything's fine. No, I would worry, but I don't think I would worry so much that I would experience intense stress. <sighs> but that's just so me. Much your, no, no. Or your tooth would just fall out like like you have to understand everybody can like everybody is very different. Like, like in my family, world. in my family for instance, like my siblings and I are all like this. You know, we check in with each other not so often, but we all know like we know that we care about each other. It's just Well, I I guess that brings up another sort of like question. It like How much of a relationship or better yet, like how much of a difference and or effect is there if like between like somebody saying they care and feeling like they care versus someone like actually showing that they care and like, you know, committing actions. Well, I think all these things you're listing can be expressed in different ways. Like, people express caring and love in different ways. Right. So, like, say someone, like, tells someone they love them, right? And they Mm -hmm. think that they're like, I love this person so much. Oh, I love you so much. Yes, yes. But 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 they never see them. They never visit them. You know... They never spend any time together. It's just like every now and then like a message or a call. Like, I love you. Like versus someone who is actually there and showing love. I, I guess you could like one way to look at it is like a plant. Mm-hmm. One version is saying Oh, I will water you and I have the water and I'll give you water. And the other is pouring the water into the plant. I mean, this is a very like like narrow like narrow perspective. This is, I don't think this analogy works here. For instance, like I express my caring by really trying to understand the person I'm with and like helping them through their issues. Cause that's what I'm good at. And I feel like that's where I can help and, you know, always trying to help where I can. And like, I'm always down to help my partner or do whatever they want to do or like make them feel good in any sort of way that I can. That's what I know. And that's what I'm good at versus like, I think you are better at like, like the physical aspect of things where like you'll physically do things for me and that's how you show your love and caring but you have a harder time understanding like feelings and emotions and like these sort these sort of things that I'm better at you know what I mean and that's where we differ but I think these are two different ways of expressing love and caring you know what I mean What about having both? Having both would be cool. I also like, you know, you're you're helping me show you're you're helping me understand you and how you function and how you express your love and caring because these are all things that I didn't understand at all. You know, for me it was like learning a new language. Everybody has different love that's languages true. too. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, that's a defense mechanism for you because, you know, your whole life you've had to basically learn to not overly invest yourself emotionally with people because they've hurt you. <sighs> yeah. But, but also like, you know, I also have like, I've always had a difficult time understanding the whole physical caring thing. Because that was never present in my life before. So, like, I didn't know that. I always was a, a kind of person who just, like, loved to... Like, I always felt like I had I had a good understanding of... Like, I was a really good listener. Um, and I'm good at, like, breaking things down, solving problems. I always try my best to understand people to the 
best of my abilities. So like that was always something that I was good at. And I was like, okay, you know, like this is something I think, you know, I can offer to people like, you know, especially people I care about. I would love to like help them sort through their problems. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good when like my partner is healing and getting better or that I'm like contributing something. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I do know. Um, yeah, I think a big part of relationships, like it seems like, is like realizing that everyone's got their issues or their perspectives or their things or their triggers and blah blah blah. Um, and then and and you know as and you know, a big part of the relationship is is establishing like the fundamental core principle of, um, you know, we love each other enough to go through these experiences together and we're not going to leave each other over things that we're triggered by and you know things that irritate us like we're going to work through these issues and i think once a couple or you know a couple or, fr or friends or family members or business partners or whatever it is once those people can establish that bond of trust that says hey you know I'm not going to abandon you or abuse you or unlove you because of something you say or because of a truth, you know, a truth of yours that you're speaking. Once that can be established, I mean, then, you know, that allows for the, you know, the, the foundation for, you know, expressing and, and working through things. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like for me personally, like I'm always down to just like work through things. I love like solving problems and just like making sure that I have the best understanding I possibly can have in any situation. So like I'm the problem solver. Well, I feel I feel more secure when I feel that I understand everything accurately. Yeah, I've noticed that you like to have a full um you know, a full detailed idea of, um, of, of what's, what's happening at any given moment, which mm -hmm. is pretty good. I actually think we should go on a little bit of a, a pause so that I can uh, refill the water. Yes. I mean, we can pretty much, should we wrap this episode up or should we come back for five more minutes? Come back for five more minutes. Do the outro. Minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take one little pause and then, mm-hmm. It's weird saying on a podcast we're taking a pause because the pause isn't there on the podcast. It's just well, like just so the people know. And oh, yeah. so that, a little you know. blip. Yeah. We're going to take a little blip. We've been <laughs> just a moment. Yeah, I guess in conclusion, basically, it's like everyone's got their own perspectives and their ways of doing things. And as long as you have a partner who you know loves you enough to be patient enough to stay with you long enough to work out both your issues as well as their issues then um you know you should be good I mean, mm -hmm. it should be you should be pretty good that should work out pretty well so yeah it sounds like a recipe for the successful <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you know it's like these days it's like <sighs> i mean as long as the person is like not making your life worse like as long as they're like making your life better not worse then you know it's like usually worth working out you know it's just like you know, and then me personally, I'm just so completely over everything that I'm just like, just want a good partner who's just not going to like fuck with me, like in a bad way. Like, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's it. I just don't want to stress out about things, you know, that's it. Basically. Yeah. No, me too. Really. But I, I, I think that like, mo I mean, I don't think a lot of people intentionally want to fuck with other people. Well, yeah, but that's the thing is like. If people don't work through the issues, then they unintentionally fuck with people and they unintentionally fuck with their partner the most. Well, that goes for everyone. Yeah, 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 it goes for, yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying 
like the difference is that if you love someone enough and you're patient enough with someone and you're like committed to somebody and you to communicate clearly then y'all are gonna work it out like mm -hmm. it's 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 you know you know it's you know it's like that's the way you do it the you know the way things get messed up is people you know don't communicate you know they don't communicate with their partner clearly there's always the risk of one leaving the one person leaving the other there's always like you know a, like impatience or like unfulfillment and that leads to you know those that are closest hurting each other the most because you know they're not even conscious of it and mm -hmm. you know just by default i mean they probably hurt everybody a little bit but because they spend them you know they hurt the most the person they spend the most time with which first and foremost actually is themselves and then second most is their partner so you know that's that's what happens when when you know you know you know people don't love each other enough to actually be committed to each other to enough enough to actually have stability in a relationship and allow both people to feel comfortable enough to communicate clear enough to resolve you know any and all issues that exist with them right like mm -hmm. for example today when you were you know talking a little bit about how you were raised and how like oh you know you don't want to feel you know like used and you don't want to just be like you know some 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 man's accessory or just like a pretty object you know you know how you you don't want to establish your own self right mm -hmm. like the old me the old luxy or the like you know you know the the like you know the uninvolved emotional person mm -hmm. would take so this is a good example because like the uninvolved emotional person would take something like that personally they would take it personally be like oh what do you mean oh like do you think i'm objectifying you you think i'm mm. just like some but guy it's not, that's yeah, but it's you, not about right you. and then yeah. they would take be offended and then the person who is just trying to express their truth will then feel a need to like defend mm -hmm. their statement and then once you are in defensive mode then you kind of clam up and the communication stops and it becomes like this personal insulting you know thing like oh well mm -hmm. you're insulting me no i'm not i'm, I'm insulted you think i'm insulting you blah 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 whoever the argument goes but mm -hmm. instead of that if your partner like today for example Instead of that, they, you know, or today, and what as I did is I didn't take it personal. I took it as you're expressing a part of yourself and thoughts in your mind and feelings that you've gone through and are going through. And instead of taking it personally, I just like listened and provided support and feedback to that. Mm -hmm. And that way, you didn't feel like. I was attacking you and I didn't feel like you were attacking me and it wasn't personal and it was like you expressing something that you needed to express. And I think that's fundamentally the difference. And you know, that's what you get when you have like a loving, you know, supporting, secure relationship is it allows neither person to feel like they need to be defensive or need mm -hmm. to be offensive or, you know, need to like, you know prove like at a certain point or you know right like mm -hmm. they don't you know they, they feel like they're not on edge because they don't have to like prove to their partner that they love them or you know they're not defensive because they don't feel like their person their partner's personally attacking them or any of that like weird sort of you know casual post-trauma stuff that you know people have and instead of that they say hey listen all the stuff that happened in our past happened in our past we've got like remnants of that in our mind and in our collective psyche and we're working through it and anything that's going on with me you know that i'm working on it's not an attack on you it's things that were in my past and i'm only discussing with you because i want to i'm working through it um mm -hmm. you know and i think you know like like we said before the break you know everyone's got their own way of doing that i think that's fine you can have any type of way of doing that as long as you're doing that. 
right? Yeah. That's basically the difference. Like you're either going through that process in whatever way that is and however that goes, whether that's the perspective is like being gone for a week is cool or being gone for a week is not cool or this is how I feel about this, this, or that. Cool, whatever. As long as like you and your partner don't take things personally and you're working through whatever issues exist and you love each other enough to go through that process, then you're really going to make progress. And even if you don't plan on being with your partner forever, it at least allows you to go through these issues and work through them so that if you do break up and you do get another partner, that you don't repeat the cycle again, because that's usually what happens. Usually people that don't deal with their issues in a relationship, they just like leave and get a new relationship. And that relationship ends up becoming the same as the previous relationship Mm -hmm. because they're going through this cycle that they've continued to repeat because you know a lot of it's rooted and based in their habits and their right their issues that they haven't dealt with so that's why mm-hmm. it's like if you're with someone and you don't think you're going to be with them forever even if you don't want to be with them forever it's like if you have things you're working on and you're able to work on them with them fucking sort them out sort mm-hmm. them out that way you know, if you do break up, you'll be able to get a, a good partner next because good partners will like know the war- what to look for and what not to look for. And if you haven't resolved their issues, most partners won't take you on in the beginning, right? Like if they don't see your issues and then they find your issues later and you're already in a relationship, then they'll might be willing to work through it and stuff. But if you just meet someone and you've still got unresolved issues and they're, you know, They've already worked through their issues and they see you've got issues. A lot of times they'll be like, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't want to, I've already dealt with all this. Like, I'm, I, you know, so it's like super important, especially if you want a good partner with you now and a good partner in the future, whether it's the same one or a different person, you got to work through your stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's, well, I think that's one of the main key aspects of relationships that people often forget is like, you're with this other person and you two are both like helping each other get through your past traumas because everybody has them everyone has like either traumas or issues that they've that they've had or like ways that they've become that they want to change and they need but uh, you know it's, it's hard to sometimes see these things in yourself without someone else helping you understand them or see them or helping you fix them you need you need to bounce your ideas off of people you need to help each other that's how humans are humans need to help each other we can't Shoot. do everything alone yeah Every, everyone's definitely got something yeah. And that's why a lot of times the best thing you can do for your partner, if your partner's going through something and expressing themselves, is like not even to really interject your opinion. It's just to say, okay, like go ahead, you know, just be there and like let them express themselves. And if they ask for advice or, you know, want feedback, you know, then go ahead and give it to them. But other than that, just like be there to support them through that process. Yeah. You know or I mean? like ask if they want you to give them feedback, you know. If you have, if you think yeah. you can help them in some yeah, sort of way. Yeah, that's important too, because a lot of times people won't say, like people will mm-hmm. want like advice or want feedback, but they won't know how to like communicate or, you know, like ask for it. Yeah. You know, it's like. Or they'll like feel guilty for asking for it. Or, yeah. yeah, it's like I was talking to a, like one of my really close friends the other night and she's like totally in love with this guy and I was like well does he love you and she's like well like I don't know because he asked me he was like hey like what are we doing like what's up with our relationship you know and I'm like yeah because he doesn't know how to communicate clearly like you gotta you gotta wear the pants in this relationship you gotta tell him how you feel and she's like well I don't know if I could be honest with him. I was like, well, if you can't be honest with him, then he's not a good partner for you. She's like, well, I mean, I can be honest with him. I'm just scared. I'm like, well, don't be scared. Like, you're not, It's it, that's just anxiety. And you, you have to express yourself fully because if you express yourself fully and speak your whole truth to him, he's either going to say, I accept your truth and I agree and I do want to be with you. And then you'll be with him and you'll have a resolution. Or he'll say, uh, I don't know. That's a little too much. I don't think I can deal with that. And then you'll know you should 
that you shouldn't be with him and that's also resolution but either way you have to have resolution or else you're not going to be able to like you know move forward and evolve yeah you know then you're constantly going to be in a state of like confusion and unsurety you know yeah so i mean i think that i mean those seem like the big theme of the show is just like you know remember those fundamental principle principles in in any sort of partnership whether it's lovers or friends or family you know like you know you know make sure that they love you enough and that you know they know you love them enough to where you're not you know they both both people know that they're not going to leave each other over like you know like another person's trigger or like because someone's upset about something that they're going to be there and they're going to be there to you know give their partners and each other you know enough comfort to be able to communicate those things clearly so you know unconditional love um you know security and support and clear communications you know like are important so all you have to really ask yourself is do i care about this person is this person you know valuable enough in my life important enough to me in my life to to be worth working through this process with and if it is you've got to let them know and make sure they're on the same page and then you know work through your stuff and mm-hmm. you're good and just get through it yeah you know get it all sorted and sail on this happy <laughs> this merrily down this river happy boat of life <laughs> that is life this happy boat of life Still, I've done this happy boat of life. Well, the happy boat that is life together. Yes. Not, I don't, maybe not necessarily happy, but this this boat that is life. Yeah. Uh, happy or sad, I don't know. It's a little collecting mix, but uh, definitely a boat and definitely sailing down it. Yes. Towards a waterfall. A very steep and tall waterfall. Hopefully there's no heavy currents. But death. if there are, you can always your two minds together and figure out how to get through it. Oh, dude, teamwork makes the dream work. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Are you also... Is there anything else you're trying to say? Do you have any closing... I mean, any closing um, thoughts of any kind? or? No, other than I feel pretty at peace right now, actually. I feel pretty decent. I... I actually like this episode that we did just now, so I don't know. Yeah, it's chill. I, I mean, it started off slow, but I think I think we got into it. You know, the news headlines were a little disappointing, but I think we touched on some important things. Yeah, I think know? we also both like learned some things that I didn't expect to like learn. Yeah, so I, mean, I hope cool. everybody like learned some things. That's yeah. kind of the idea of life. You gotta, you know, learn. Some I feel stuff. like this was a very informative episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean. I guess before we go, I'll just say like, like in Hinduism, like with, and Buddhism with like reincarnation, like one of the big ideas of life is to like learn certain lessons here. And that's how we evolve our soul. We escape, we, you know, are able to eventually escape this like quasi miserable existence called like of sam- suffering called samsara, you know, mm. that's why suicide so fucked up. Cause it's like, eh, like fail, try again. Did obviously didn't learn any of your lessons. Yeah. You know, that's why it's like you gotta just keep living and go through the process and learn your lessons and try not to kill yourself or anyone else. Big no nos. Um you know, and communicate clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's the message of this the way episode. to go, you know. Love unconditionally and communicate clearly clearly. Mm-hmm. You know. I also think that fa- like everybody listens differently, so finding a way to ensure that whoever you're with is actually hearing you is important, you know. Yeah, that's all I have to say, I guess. Yeah, I mean, everybody, every everybody was everything a little bit differently. That's why it's so important to just have those fundamental tenets. Yeah, but I mean, like, one, like when you speak about communication, like sometimes you could be communicating as clearly as you possibly think you can be, but the other person's not hearing you just because they are unfamiliar with the style of communication that you're. Um, Try attempting to communicate. Yeah. Employing, that's the word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're familiar with the style of communication that you're uh, attempting to employ in order to communicate what you want to communicate to the person you're communicating to. In order to make sure that the other person understands you. Is hey, hey, you know properly. what I say? What? Communicate ideas, don't communicate diseases. <laughs> communicate ideas, not diseases. Yeah, definitely don't want any diseases, that's for sure. Heck no. Clean, free, and loaded. 
one day at one day at a time. Oh man, I am so fortunate to be healthy. And yeah, I hope that blessing. I hope that everybody right now, yeah, I hope that everybody is out there listening is healthy too. Oh my god, massive obvious life hack, but one that people don't really get enough credit to. Uh, eating healthy is a really easy way to like be healthy and, and like, like feel good. Yeah, like <laughs> save on medical bills and stress and. You know, you make clear decisions. Have a good quality of life. Yeah. And stay hydrated. Yes. Very Lots important. of good, clean, fresh water. We're so blessed to have this water. We like literally drink like mountain spring water, like charcoal filtered. <laughs> yeah. From this penthouse. Like, yeah, it's a blessing. Oh man, I tried some New York tap water when I was there, and Ooh. I literally like just just because like we ran out of water from the. Uh, how was it from the bottle and it literally was just awful like you drink that water and you feel more thirsty than you did before you drank it dude new york tap water used to be this is another thing it used to be really freaking good and a few years ago it switched up i feel like, like they put something in it it used to be from the cat like i believe the catskill mountains like it used to be super fresh and then mm. one day they just switched it up and it got all trashy how mm. about oh did you, did you try the miami tap water I don't think I did. That tastes like straight up like fucking like bleached bog water. Like it's like it's like. Oh, I think I did at a restaurant. I think I did at a restaurant though. They gave me they gave tap water and I was like, oh man, this is like really bad. It's crazy bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, such a blessing to have good clean water. So wherever you're at, even if you're in Miami or New York, you know, get some fresh clean water. Drink clean water and live your life, you know? There's no in the meantime. It's like, do what you're doing now. If you have fortunate enough and blessed enough to have a good partner that you love, let them know. Let them know right now. Go tell them. Go tell them tonight or tomorrow or today or whenever it is that you're hearing this. Tell Before them it's too them. late. Before it's too late. <laughs> Give them the flowers while they're still here to get them. And, uh, and yeah, and be good. And um, I guess that's it for... Uh, episode mm-hmm. 10? Yeah. That's it? 10 what? episodes, wow. 10th episode this far. of Trip and Bigly. Feeling good? Feeling good. I don't know. Feeling alright. I don't know if I feel anymore. Oh no. <laughs> I don't feel feelings anymore. Alright, well... I guess we'll see you guys next time. See you soon. Peace and love. Peace and love.